Hi friends, I'm super excited to announce that I am going to be speaking at the Health Optimization Summit in London this June 15th and 16th. I will be talking about balancing hormones, health and hustle for high achieving women. And I'm also going to be hosting a menopause panel with Dr. Mindy Pels and Dr. Stephanie Estima. So if you haven't got your ticket yet, then head over to summit.healthoptimization.com. And if you enter code ANGELA10, you'll get 10% off your ticket. There are so many amazing experts this year, uh, including Ben Greenville, Dr. Mindy Pels, Dr. Stephanie Estima, as I've mentioned, Dr. Stephen Gundry, JJ Virgin, many of whom have actually been on this show. So head over to summit.healthoptimization.com and enter code ANGELA10 at checkout and be sure to come over and say hi. And then outside of that, the biggest one that I think we're just not talking enough about is that as estrogen drops, you become more insulin resistant, which is why I feel like women over 40 really need to know how to fast. You're listening to the High Performance Health Podcast, helping you optimize your health, performance, and longevity. My name is Angela Foster, and I'm a former corporate lawyer and high performance health coach. Each week, I bring you cutting edge biohacks, inspiring insights, and high performance habits to unlock optimal health, performance, and longevity. So excited that you've chosen to join me today. Now let's dive in. Fasting has so many benefits for our bodies in terms of helping repair the health of our gut, transition into burning fat, helping our bodies clean up our cells, cognition, and so much more. But it's a stress on our body, and so it can be confusing to know when and how long to fast, especially in perimenopause, when our hormones are going on a bit of a roller coaster ride. And in this clip, I'm sharing a short piece from my interview with Dr. Mindy Pels on how to fast like a girl. We talk here about the importance of progesterone and how to cycle carbohydrate intake and fast fasting to optimize as much as possible for progesterone production, which is dropping off in our perimenopausal years. It's it's such a good conversation. And I'm smiling because I'm like, oh, my heart to all the perimenopausal women out there, like, you know, my heart just goes out to you because I think when we go roaring into our forties, we don't realize what's about to hormonally change for us. Mm. So the first thing we have to realize for perimenopausal women is the lifestyle you did at 30 is not going to necessarily work for you at 40. The diet and exercise plan that kept you in great shape at 35 doesn't do this, have the same effect at 45. So what one of my big visions for women is that at 40, as we see that the ovaries are going into retirement, our sex hormones are going to kind of get a little wacky, that we start to look at our lifestyle differently. And, and I wrote a whole book on that. It'll, it'll come back out in June. It's called The Menopause Reset. And it's really five things that every woman should do after 40 to be able to flow, no pun intended, with, with the changes of, of their hormones. And so um, with that in mind, the biggest thing that perimenopausal women should know is that in the beginning stages of our 40s, our estrogen is going up and down. So what that means to us is that we're gonna have days we feel completely normal and we're gonna have days where we feel horrible. Um, and uh, when estrogen goes low, a couple of things happen, uh, hot flashes, 
So hat flashes is a dramatic drop of estrogen. Um, we're also going to see that our skin, our hair, uh, estrogen really uh, produces collagen. So we're going to see all of a sudden the wrinkles show up and the hair changes, our nails change. And so much of that is because estrogen is doing this up and down. We also are going to notice that estrogen at her peak, our, our brain is very mentally clear. We can handle a lot of stress. And then the next day, we can't handle stress at all because estrogen has dropped. And then outside of that, the biggest one that I think we're just not talking enough about is that as estrogen drops, you become more insulin resistant, which is why I feel like women over 40 really need to know how to fast. Mm -hmm. And the best way to, to do that is follow what we just said, the fasting cycle I just mapped out. The challenge is what happens if you have a 60 day cycle? And yeah. That is where it gets very nuanced and very individualized. And I can only share with you the way I did it through my perimenopausal years, which is when I, I tracked everything. So I had everything tracked on an app. And when all of a sudden it became day 35 and I didn't, and it didn't appear that my cycle was coming, I used my hunger as, as uh, insight into what I needed to do. So I'm pretty much one of those people that can eat my first meal about 12 or one o'clock when all of a sudden I was hungry at nine in the morning, my brain went, okay, progesterone, my, is, my body needs more progesterone to be able to, to shed. So I'm going to need to make sure that I switch over into a higher carb meal and bring down my fasting window. So there, there becomes a lot more of an art during that time. If your cycle is, you know, every 60 days or some women is every two weeks. Yeah. So when it's lengthening, I can kind of see that. What about women when they're getting this kind of, it's shortening a little bit? Because what I've noticed actually in that situation and with uh, women I work with is sometimes if they're pushing really, really hard, like they're going, they're doing an early morning fasted workout, then they're doing the school run. I've been guilty of this. I've walked the dogs. I've done all these different things and I haven't refueled post-workout. Actually, that seems to affect my cycle. Whereas if I actually make uh, intentionally then refuel post-workout somehow, yes. and I've, I've noticed this with other women actually, then the cycle lengthens out again a little bit. And that's presumably to do with the progesterone because you're supporting it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm, so I'm 53 right now and I swear I was going into menopause at 45. I started to get spotting. So the first thing to know is that if you're spotting, that is a clear sign that progesterone needs your help. So progesterone has to peak to a certain level in order for the whole uterine lining to shed. So when I started to spot, I made sure that I brought my glucose up. I didn't fast. I nurtured myself a lot more. And then I noticed that I went from like a week of spotting to maybe two days of spotting and then my period would come. So you can look at that as a, as, as a, as a sign. We could also look at the continuous glucose monitor we talked about. You're mm -hmm. all of a sudden you're like, wait a second, why is my glucose higher? Or HRV, why is HRV lower? These are all signs that progesterone is trying to show up. And so let's bring carbs up and let's bring fasting down. And then you'll see that, that the cycle starts. 
I swear I was going into menopause at 45. I started to get spotting. So the first thing to know is that if you're spotting, that is a clear sign that progesterone needs your help. So progesterone has to peak to a certain level in order for the whole uterine lining to shed. So when I started to spot, I made sure that I brought my glucose up. I didn't fast. I nurtured myself a lot more. And then I noticed that I went from like a week of spotting to maybe two days of spotting and then my period would come. So you can look at that as a, as, as a, as a sign. We could also look at the continuous glucose monitor we talked about. You're mm -hmm. all of a sudden you're like, wait a second, why is my glucose higher? Or HRV, why is HRV lower? These are all signs that progesterone is trying to show up. And so let's bring carbs up and let's bring fasting down. And then you'll see that, that the cycle starts. Now, if you're every two weeks, once you bleed, you go back to this idea, okay, bleeding's happening. So I need to bring estrogen back up now. So now I go into keto. Now I go into harder workouts. Now I go into more fasting. So I call it the personalities of these hormones. Mm. You got to like sort of read them a little bit different until someday I, 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 I keep hunting for the person who could create this. We got to have a CGM that tells hormones. If you enjoyed that clip and would like to find out more about fasting, including how to fast around the various stages of the menstrual cycle, listen to the full episode, which was episode 249. We've also put a link in the show notes to take you there. I hope today's episode inspired you on your journey to vibrant health and high performance. Make sure you check out the show notes for a summary of all the important links to everything we talked about. And if you enjoyed this episode, hit the follow button and share it with a friend on social media or leave a review over on Apple Podcasts. Remember, achieving high performance health is about getting 1% better each day. So think about one thing you learned from today's episode and start implementing it today. Share with me what you've learned on social media over at Angela S. Foster. I love hearing from you and connecting with you. Have a beautiful day and always remember you are worthy of your dreams. <music>